Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's up and welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in for Sean Kelly who is traveling today. Pelicans preseason game number two is in the books falling last night to the Atlanta Hawks 93 287. The Pels were down as much as 21 last night, but couldn't get over the hump late in the fourth quarter. Ryan Anderson led the way for the Pelicans with 14 points off 5 of 9 shooting, and Drew Holiday finished with 13 points after failing to score in preseason game number one. You'll hear from both Ryan and Drew coming up in our next segment. Other Pelicans in double figures, Anthony Davis with 11 points, Eric Gordon with 12, and Jimmer Fredette with 10. New Orleans just shot 37% from the field, 30 of 82. 9 of 24 from downtown and cannot hit their free throws going 18 of 28. So that's a quick rundown of the box score. Here are some highlights from last night's game. We're set to go. The opening tap belongs to Davis and the Pelicans. And they'll shoot at the end to our left and toward the Atlanta bench here in the early going at Phillips Arena. It's 12-7 now Atlanta. Gordon bounce pass in the pocket to Davis. Down the lane leaning to the rim for a tomahawk dunk. Oohs and ahs here at Phillips Arena. And the big fella makes it 12 to 9. Roder around a high middle screen by Mascala. Snap pass to Scott Engel right. Fires through three and hits. Good golly. 34 points in the quarter now for Atlanta. And surely they're smiling for their first game action of the uh, preseason. Here's Teague around a wing screen by Brand. Bounce pass to Millsip up top, back to the screener. Brand jumper no good. Got his own rebound. Goes up and scores the second chance bucket, beating Ashik to the play. 52 to 31. Atlanta is crushing New Orleans here in the first half. Over to Anderson with 10 to shoot. Angle left, dribbles toward the paint, spins, throws blindly, but to Holiday, sideline right somehow. Holiday drives the baseline. Wraparound jump pass off the line. Out to Rivers, over to Gordon, drives to the rim and lays it in with nine seconds left. Great ball movement by the Pelicans. Looked reckless for a moment there. 59-48. Holiday goes right of a high middle screen by Davis, right to the rim, layup good. 
And the Pelicans have finally cut it to single digits, something they tried to do late second and then early third. And here now they force Atlanta into a full timeout. Atlanta is three for their last seven for the field, and they turn it over, stolen by Russ Smith. Smith to the other end, leaning layup, no, dunk follow, yes, by fellow rookie Patrick Young. 86-83, the Pelicans have come all the way back. Schroeder at the center jump circle, Hawks spread the floor, here comes a high middle screen by Muscala, Schroeder driving, lost it on his hip, gathers it back, throws to Jenkins, who buries the three off the catch out of the left corner. Clutch shot for Jenkins. 93-85, that may be enough for Atlanta. Hawks really spread the floor here. You do not have to shoot. It looks like they will win by six, and the Pelicans will drop to one and one on the preseason. So the Pelicans practiced this morning at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, Georgia, and will travel this afternoon to Jacksonville, Florida, where they'll take on the Washington Wizards tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central. Week 5 is in the books after the Seahawks took down the Redskins 27-17 last night on Monday Night Football. How about Russell Wilson? Career high, 122 yards rushing in the win. The Seahawks improved the 3-1 on the season, and the Redskins drop to 1-4. Usually on Tuesdays, we attempt to get a writer from our next opponent, but since the Saints are now on their bye week, we won't have that for you today. Instead, Rob Ryan held a phone press conference yesterday with the New Orleans media, and we'll have that for you later on in the show. On the basketball side, we have a special treat for you. I mentioned earlier the Pelicans are on their way to Jacksonville, Florida to take on the Wizards tomorrow. Pelicans rookie Patrick Young is from there, so it'll be a nice homecoming for him, especially since he also played his college ball at the University of Florida. Today on the show is college coach Billy Donovan, a two-time national championship coach from the University of Florida, will call in and talk about his former players, Mr. Young, and Vernon Macklin, who is battling for a roster spot during the preseason. So a great show lined up for you today. Billy Donovan, Rob Ryan. But first, let's take you inside last night's locker room in Atlanta and hear from Drew Holiday, Ryan Anderson, and head coach Monty Williams. Back in a moment. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. As mentioned in our first segment, the Pelicans fell last night to the Hawks 93-87. After the game, Sean Kelly caught up with head coach Monty Williams. Coach, you got down by 21. Did you yeah. did you see improvement after that and steadily maybe? Yeah, I did. After the first quarter, man, we gave up a 34-point quarter. And um, a lot of it was we missed a ton of shots. Um, they ran their offense really well, and then 
couple that with you know seeing that ball go in defensively. We just mentally we we didn't handle it the right way. I thought we let their making shots mess with our energy, and we didn't start the game off with the kind of intensity that we played with in practice and in the Miami game. And then after that, I thought we played you know our style of basketball minus missing so many shots. I mean we we missed 52 shots. That's that's not something you're going to see from this team. Um, and a lot of it is rotations, um, but at the same time, we, we got to have uh, the juice from the start, and we, we just didn't have that uh, consistently tonight. Who got it back on track for you? Who kind of sparked it, I guess, as far as getting it back to where you needed it to be? Well, I, th- I thought Drew came back in, and, and you know he hit shots. And he was he was good. Eric competed uh, tonight. He was in the lane. Uh, he didn't hit as many shots as he would have liked. Uh, AD's energy was good. Omer was a, a force rebounding the ball. No, he didn't you know, rebound a ton, but every time one was around him, he seemed to get it. And, um, you know, we had different sparks tonight. I thought Jimmer was, was decent knocking down shots tonight. But the four guys in that starting lineup um, played decently. They just didn't get enough time because I didn't want their minutes to go too high tonight. But I think we're going to see a more consistent ball as those guys play more minutes. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Drew Holiday finished with 13 points after failing to score in the first preseason game. Pelicans.com writer Jim Meikenhofer and the rest of the media spoke to him following the loss. Feel a, little bit, a little bit more aggressive offensively. Yeah. Uh, I think last game I probably took two shots and today I took like 13 or 14. So, uh, just try to get back into a rhythm. Um, my first like four or five shots were terrible terrible shots but just kept on telling me that it's going to take time and and uh keep on shooting so how did you, you feel out there just getting um felt good i think we started off a little slow um i think having a game you know under our belt uh we kind of came out not as anxious and, and fired up as as we should have or like we did last game but i think because i think this is, a, this is their first game uh, they came out with a lot of juice. They came out with a lot of energy and kind of jumped on top of us early. I know it's only the preseason, but can you guys take something out of this? That's a iron. I guess to come out and play a little fresh. For sure. I mean, uh, that's kind of that's kind of the point, especially as the, as the first group goes on. Uh, we kind of set the tone for, for the game. And obviously coming out like we did and being down 12, 12 points or maybe even more, maybe we got down more than that. Um, it's hard to get back from that once you dig yourself in a hole. You mentioned in preseason that you, during training camp, I mean, that you weren't at 100% yet. Do you feel close to that or closer to that than you were a week or two? Um, I think I need a couple more games just to, uh, just to get a feel out there. Um, obviously be a, a little more aggressive every time I get on the court, but uh, I mean, I feel good. And last but not least, Ryan Anderson, who led the team in scoring with 14 points. He talks about getting back in the rhythm and talks about his teammate, Drew Holiday. Now that you play pretty well, I mean, can you talk about uh, the rhythm that you're getting into and the way that you're feeling? I feel good. I feel, I definitely feel like I, I need to get my footing better uh, when I'm going off the dribble. I feel a little bit uh, just off balance. Maybe it's strength, maybe it's just lack of, um, uh, just getting that kind of stability off the dribble a little bit. I feel fine shooting regular spot up threes or running into a running into a shot. Just need to work on my moves off the dribble. Um, other than that, 
feel pretty good as far as shape and everything. But um, yeah, there's just obviously some different things rhythm-wise I just need to continue to, to develop on and get better at. You and Drew both have kind of the same time period as far as how long it's been since you played. What did you think about the way that you worked? It seemed like he's a lot more like yourself tonight. Yeah, yeah, Drew uh, obviously is a rhythm player, and um, he's like a run-and-gun type player. Um, and tonight, you know, we did that. He had a lot of opportunities where he could kind of uh, just take over and do it himself, and um, he's just a smart player. Obviously, he wants to get everybody else involved right now. It's preseason, and, and then when he has his moments, he's going to um, obviously attack, and he had a lot of those moments tonight because they were trying to, you know, take out our perimeter shooting. So uh, uh, we all like it when he's aggressive like that. Hopefully the Pelicans can bounce back tomorrow night when they take on the Wizards. Coverage starts at 6 p.m. on 105.3 WWL-FM and the Pelicans Radio Network. Don't forget, if you live within 75 miles of New Orleans, you can also listen on the Pelicans mobile app. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from University of Florida head coach Billy Donovan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in one minute. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at shreveport bossierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. This is Patrick Young, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, I could go down a huge list of accolades for our next guest, but this is only a 30-minute show. Billy Donovan is a two-time national championship coach at the University of Florida and the former coach of both Vernon Macklin and Patrick Young, who are currently on the Pelicans roster. Coach, good morning, and I really appreciate the time this morning. No, no problem, and uh, happy we've got uh, two Gators there on the Pelicans. It's uh, great to see. Absolutely. And, Coach, I want to start with Vernon Macklin because he just got here. We really haven't gotten to know him a lot. What can we expect out of him in these next couple of weeks? Well, you know, Vernon came out of high school with a huge reputation, and actually it was uh, the first year that the uh, one year, um, you had to spend one year in college. Uh, they eliminated the rule. Vernon probably would have ended up being a top 10 pick coming out of high school. Um, and didn't work out that way for him and uh, transferred to us from Georgetown. And, you know, it was part of a lot of success at Georgetown and, um, you know, had a lot, a lot to do with us um, having success as well. But, you know, Vernon is a, is a guy that uh, he's six foot 11. He's a very good shot blocker. Um, I think maybe one of his greatest attributes is he's very, very intelligent on the floor. He knows how to play. I think some of that has to do with being at Georgetown and that Princeton style offense. Um, he does have some low post ability and, and scoring ability. Um, when he's got space and room, he can really, really leave the floor and jump. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hopeful that he can make, you know, he spent a year with the Detroit Pistons. He, he played a little bit, uh, 
you know, at the end of the year, didn't get a chance a whole lot during the year. But Vernon's a great kid, and, and I'm and I know the Pelicans right now are maybe looking to add some size and bulk in, in their front court there. And, and I think Vernon could be a very, very serviceable big man for them. Now I want to move over to Patrick Young for a second. He's been with the team since Summer League. Um, and the first time I met him, I thought he was a football player for the Saints. He's just so big. And uh, we can't really see a lot of him on TV since the games are not being broadcasted. So what are the Pelicans getting with Patrick? Well, I would say this. I think they got a huge steal. Um, you know, I'm very, very surprised that he didn't even get drafted. Uh, at all. Um, the fact that they landed Patrick, I think, is a huge coup for them for a couple of reasons. I think, one, he's certainly physically ready to play. Um, he's got four years in college, so I think emotionally and mentally he would be ready to play. And since I've been here at Florida, he's been by far the best pick-and-roll defender in the front court that I've ever coached. He's very bright. Um, he's a total team guy. Uh, will bring energy and excitement and enthusiasm, uh, an area where Patrick's probably always, you know, received um, a point of emphasis of people wanting to see him grow and get better as offensively. I think he has gotten better offensively, but I think for in the NBA, Patrick has got to be a low post defender, a perimeter defender, and a rebounder and a screener. I think if he does those things and he does them well, which I believe he's capable of doing, I think he can really help their team because he's as good uh, a front court player as I've been around defending and pick and roll. Now, since he's been here, I don't think he's stopped smiling. He just seems like he has that great personality. Was he the same way at Florida? He's a great kid. Um, you know, Patrick is one of these kind of kids that his dream has always been to play in the NBA. But I would tell you this, Patrick can do anything he wants to do in his life and be successful. Um, you know, he's got a great smile. He was a guy that I think really – enjoyed being in college so many I think college athletes now just want to get to the NBA or get to the next level and I don't think Patrick wanted to rush that decision for him I think he felt like he had a chance to go to college one time in his life and he wanted to enjoy four years of it it was just his uh, his approach it was a little different than a lot of kids um, had a great great reputation on campus um, was very very active and involved in the student body um, but Patrick's always been a great team guy and he's always been a great people person and um I think the more you get a chance to spend time with Patrick, the more you'll enjoy being around him. We're talking with University of Florida head coach Billy Donovan. Patrick Young and Vernon Macklin were coached by him um, at Florida. Coach, when I go down the list and look at players currently in the NBA that you used to coach, Al Horford, Joe Kim Noah, Bradley Beal, Macklin, Young, I can go on. It's a big list. The biggest thing that they all have in common, in my opinion, is they're all high-character guys. Is that one of the major things you focus and emphasize with these players when you're coaching them? Well, you know, one of the things that I feel is really important is, you know, for these guys to help them realize their dream. Um, I think so many kids are just concerned about getting to the NBA, and they don't look at a bigger picture of how do I stay there. Less than not, I think less than 10% of first-round draft picks play more than 10 years in the NBA. So how do you have longevity in the NBA? Um, when you have organizations that are making a commitment to trying to win, there's a level of professionalism, character. Those things play a major, major role in it. Um, certainly any team is going to be able to evaluate a player's um, ability to shoot, pass, jump, rebound, do those kind of things. But I think for a lot of NBA teams that goes through the draft and free agency and trying to you know, put together a team, I think every coach at any level is looking for the same thing. You know, What is this guy like in the locker room? What does he like mm -hmm. to coach? Is he unselfish? Is he a good teammate? And the thing I've tried to get across to our guys here at Florida is that, you know, outside of the top 15, 20 guys in the league, everybody else is playing in a role. 
You know, they're, they're, these kids coming out of high school and coming out of college, a lot of times, all the stars. And then when they get to the NBA, they're not the star. they got to play a role. And the guys that can understand how to bring value and impact to a team, I think, are the guys that inevitably stick and last a long time. And we've been fortunate that our guys have been able to stay a long time because I think that they understand the importance of playing a role, filling a role, and doing things that are going to help and, and, and impact the team winning. I know your schedule basically overlaps with the NBA schedule as your team's getting ready to play games soon. How much do you talk to some of your former NBA players, and uh, when was the last time you spoke to both Vernon and Patrick? Well, I'll text with those guys. I don't get a chance during the year to really speak to them a lot. I mean, we'll speak periodically here or there. Um, I do try to get the NBA league pass just to follow those guys. I enjoy watching those guys play. Um, and I'll text message with those guys and certainly hear from our office. We follow how their year is going personally and as a team. Um, but we're definitely keeping tabs on how those guys are doing. And certainly everybody back here is very proud of what all those guys have been able to do at the next level. That's Florida Gators head basketball coach Billy Donovan. Vernon and Patrick will be back in Florida tomorrow as the Pelicans take on the Washington Wizards in Jacksonville. Coach, really appreciate the time, and uh, we're really looking forward to seeing what Vernon and Patrick can contribute to the Pelicans. Well, hopefully they'll they'll, they'll do a great job there, and uh, I think they're both great kids, and I know they'll represent uh, the organization very well. Florida Gators head coach Billy Donovan on the Black and Blue Report. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to football. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. At the Auctioneer Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana with more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region. Even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, the Saints got back on the winning side on Sunday, being the Bucks in overtime 37-31. I don't think Rob Ryan is pleased letting up 31 points, but a win is a win. And yesterday afternoon, he spoke with the media on the phone. Take a listen. What was your general takeaway from, from this last game? Obviously, probably not perfect film, but, but did you like uh, energy, big plays, things like that? or? Yeah, absolutely. I think our guys played hard. They played for the whole game. You know, it didn't go our way the whole way, uh, you know, obviously, but uh, we're doing some good things out there. Um, you know, we, we still, you know, need to tackle better. Uh, but the energy's there. Guys are playing hard. Uh, we have a few little mental breakdowns there, you know, but uh, overall I uh, was pleased, you know, against a team that, you know, uh, Hey, it's in our division. It's a big win for us, and uh, obviously we needed it going into the bye. Um, last week, y'all, Sean talked about it, heard it a lot around everybody about getting back to not allowing the, the opposition to dictate what you do. Do you feel like y'all did a, a good job of that, the dictating to them, you know, what y'all wanted to do? 
Well, I mean, I think, you know, we, we threw a bunch of stuff at them, so, you know, try to get them off a of rhythm. I know, uh, you know, their quarterback is a good football player. He, he's uh, good at reading defense, though. We did a good job of disguising our things better than we've been doing. And, uh, uh, you know, so we did some good things there. Again, uh, you know, we want to be better defense than this, you know, and we're just going to keep taking a lot of work. Rob, how did you feel that John Jenkins played last night um, after, you know, kind of coming back, not getting much playing time early? I thought he did a great job. I think, uh, you know, he played 20-some, 28 snaps, I believe. And, and uh, you know, for his first action, I think I think he did a good job. And, uh, you know, I was pleased with him. I know uh, Bill's real, you know, uh, happy to get him going again. And he did a good job. Rob, there was a play, of course, the play where um, Junior Gallette got the sack. He said last night after the game that he and Cam Jordan had talked before the snap uh, in the huddle that if the quarterback drops like the pass, they were going to do a stunt where Cam came around the right side to hope to take both the guard and the, and the left tackle. How much communication do you know if it goes on like that before play actually happens in the huddle, or is there more conversation going on on the sideline when you guys have the offensive ball, have the ball? No, I think, I mean, you know, you got to have those conversations. That's called a read game, and, uh, you know, that that's built in with, with that call, that Fox funnel call, so... Uh, uh, it was a great play on Junior's part. Uh, he had seen how they were blocking it, and he and Cam executed that pretty well. And and it was it was a big play for us, especially uh, you know when they were backed up. We needed a big play. Is that a case where you have to trust the players a lot more sometimes because they're in the thick of the battle and they're even though you guys are above or down the ground, seeing it from the side, they kind of see things a little bit clearer. Well, I think you know you have to know the protection that you're getting. Uh, you know, to execute something like that. But uh, you have to, you know, that has to be built into your system. If, uh, you know, if you just want to rush one way, then, you know, eventually teams block that. So it's, uh, you know, like I always say, you know, uh, smart players make good systems, and, and that's just a great call on Junior's part, and that was a big-time play. Rob, what is, through five weeks, uh, I know you can't just evaluate pass rush through sacks, but what is the evaluation of, of the pass rush? Has it not been what you want consistently enough? Or? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you want more. You want more production, uh, you know, more sack numbers, you know, more pressure. And, you know, again, we have to uh, get... You know, we're, we're still evaluating. Let's get our best group out there to rush the passer, to execute a plan. And, uh, you know, people constantly change their protections. And, you know, especially, I think, uh, you know, with our success last season, you know, with, uh, you know, the two edge guys dominating like they did and the push up the middle, I think people are, you know, have more uh, plans to try to slow that down. But, you know, at the end of the day, we need to get on this passer and, and we need to do it better. What's an example of, of yeah, something they've been doing against Cam uh, especially? Well, I think, you know, people will chip him and, and things like that, try to slow him down. Uh, you know, we get a little bit more of that than, than other teams do. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's because, you know, obviously they're, they're good football players. You, you know you're going to get that. And, you know, we just have to keep grinding and keep finding a way to get to the passer. Uh, teams did that to us last season, but, you know, obviously we had – better numbers than we did this year. What, what do you need to see from uh, Gene Baptiste for him to start getting some uh, opportunities? Well, he had, you know, we had him in the plan this week uh, in the red zone. It just, 
they kept changing the personnel. They weren't giving us the three wide receivers, or he would have definitely been in there. Uh, he's working hard in practice. He's doing a good job, and we're excited with his progress, and, and we're looking forward to playing him. Hey, Rob, I know that y'all give the players a, a few days off this week, but as coaches, how how much do y'all give yourselves time off, especially with a team like the Lions coming up? Is that something where, I mean, you really can't separate your mind from football for more than a day or two? No, I think, you know, this place is unique. I mean, Sean does a great job with this, and, and this is, again, the first place that I've been where, you know, coaches and players get the time off, and, and uh I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's special. I think it's uh, uh, you know some time to kind of step away, you know, breathe again, relax, and and spend it with your family. Usually, just me and Kristen go, uh, you know, someplace. The last last time we went to Key West, enjoyed ourselves. But uh, this year we're going to go see my dad in, in Kentucky, and we're looking forward to it. Hey Rob, how do you think that um, Kenny has done these these past few weeks? He he was talking to us today, and he said that he kind of felt like yesterday was the first time he felt like his old self again, and that that ankle injury had kind of been slowing him down um, to start the season off. Well, Kenny's doing a great job. I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, if there's one guy that's had to play so many multiple positions and really give to the overall defense, it's it's been Kenny. So uh, this is the first game that he got to be strong safety exclusively, and and. Uh, I think he excelled at that. I think he's coming downhill, hitting the running game really good, and uh, overall running running the defense, uh, you know, in the secondary. He did a nice job there, and, uh, you know, obviously we expect big things going forward from him, and, and he, he's been playing well. It's just, you know, I mean, you know, right now, overall defensively, we need, we need to play better as a unit, and uh, but he's doing a good job individually for sure. Rob, we had talked about sim- how you guys simplified – checks and adjustments in, in that week three home game. Is that something you, you've continued to do since then or just in the home games? Or No, I mean, you, you really have to do it at home games because the, the crowd is so loud, which is a great thing for us. But uh, uh, it really is a loud crowd, and, you know, it's it's uh, definitely a home field advantage. But uh, we have to get to the point where, you know, our guys know each other so well that, you know, a quick hand signal can get the communication done because, uh, you can't really just say the calls out there, especially in home games, because you don't really, you can't hear anything. So, um, you know, we're constantly working on that. And uh, again, when we put new things in, we have to be sound in, in our adjustments, and, and that's something that we, you know, got to strive for and, and get better at. Is with Kenny uh, keeping him kind of like in a defined role? Is that something you guys would like to do moving forward? Or, well, I mean, you know, that's something that uh, you know that I think would be best for him. Uh, you know, and, and overall, uh, you know, it, it's tough on him. I've had him play so many different spots, you know, but uh, that's probably why he played so well. Uh, he could focus on one job and, and instead of about four jobs. As it relates to pressure, um, are there other stats besides sacks that you could look at to kind of get an idea if you're getting good pressure but not sacks? And do teams take advantage of the emphasis on defensive holding by scheming to get the ball out quicker on good pass rushing teams like like yours was um you know and just thinking that they're not going to get jammed as much and they'll be able to those receivers will be able to break free quicker well i think uh you know yesterday we had some free runners but the guy but glennon did a good job of getting rid of the ball quickly and uh we've seen that quite a bit i think uh overall in general the the ball is coming out about a half second faster 
than it did last season. So, uh, you know, which is a big difference. And I'm sure we're not the only team with our sack totals are down. I'm sure the rest of the league is too. Hey, Rob, are you, um, are you happy with where Corey White is with his development? He said that he understands it because he's one of the younger guys back there and he's playing opposite of Keenan and he's going to get picked on most of the time. But is, is it kind of a um, just sink or swim thing with him? He has to just figure it out as he goes along here? No, I'm happy with him. I think he's doing a really good job. Obviously, he started the year as a slot corner and then he's been uh, you know, playing more on the outside now. But uh, he's a good football player. He, he will figure it out. He's very smart. And he works really hard, so uh, you know he's he's going to get better every game. And and uh, again, we're we're happy with his progress. And then the turnover, Patrick Patrick Robinson, you know, coming up with the interception, you know, he he been very much criticized this year for him to to, to make that play yesterday. You know, all the work that he's put in over the last couple of weeks and dealing with the demotion that that had to be you know rewarding for you as a coach. Well, it's great to see him. Uh, make that play because that was one of the more difficult plays I've seen and he made a, a tremendous play on it but it's also he works so hard he's he's a great pro he, he prides himself on on uh, getting better and uh, you know he's had these nagging injuries and things so a lot of things have set this young man back but uh, but that was special there's no question he made a tremendous play he had no help he went out there and did it himself and it was pretty awesome to see and did y'all simplify his role I mean Specifically, how did y'all scale him back a little bit? And not ask because y'all talked about asking him to do so, a few different things uh, since since he was not a starter anymore. Right. Well, this is this. I guess this is going to be the last one here. But yeah. uh, uh, no, he he still played multiple roles. We've had some injuries. Guys are getting nicked up left and right. So Patrick's not only had to be outside corner, he's also had to be inside. So. Uh, you know, with these injuries, they uh, keep mounting up, and, and guys have to be ready for those roles expanding. It's like David Hawthorne uh, wasn't going to play it down a nickel, and he ended up playing the whole game in it. So, uh, you know, guys just have to be ready to go. Injuries are a huge part of this game, and, and uh, you know, so Patrick's a pro. He's working really hard, and, and it was good to see him uh, get in there and really do a great job for us. Like I said earlier, the Saints are on their bye week, and after that they'll travel to Detroit, take on the Lions on October 19th. Stay tuned. I'll wrap things up next on the Black and Blue Report. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Great show today. Thanks to Monty Williams, Drew Holiday, Ryan Anderson, Rob Ryan, and Billy Donovan for coming on the show. 
Scheduled on the show tomorrow is Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, who is always on our Wednesday show talking fantasy football. David Wesley will talk a little Pelicans basketball on a Wesley Wednesday, and you never know who else will stop by. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at BlackBlueReport or myself at DSallerson. You can also listen to the show on iTunes and both teams' mobile apps. Well, that's it for me from Studio B, and until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.